0: i got a new iphone
1: yes what kind what uh what's the uh what's the the version it's this one what is that i don't know what it is
0: that's what it is this is the new one see
1: yeah i know but what what is it like eight ten 10 X like, Z whatever know. it is i don't
0: it's know like it's like how are you supposed to know by like this black <laughs> thing like what's what, right what is that
1: this is the new one right here
0: yes yeah that's it that's it that's all you need to know no um it's the uh, if i'm saying it right it's the the 10r. Oh pff, i don't know. I have a 6s so i don't know. I have no idea. That's what i did have. And i will tell you that the difference between having a new one and like the 6 which is i had the exact same one as you. We were over the last 6 months to a year because of how bad the battery is on that damn thing. It's horrible. We were we were we were like collecting like power power a, a um, battery this is the power aid, you know these bricks that you can buy and then yeah. you can charge on the go and i think we bought like two of these i actually three i had a third one from like a couple years ago i bought all these charging all these charging cords like it was amazing just how we would invested almost in being able to ensure that i had battery power on my phone now Over the like, since I got this phone, I hardly even have to think about the battery. So that alone has been amazing.
1: I've heard that it's good.
0: Sorry, I did the 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 due diligence, which I tend to uh, tend to try to do when it comes to this stuff, whether it's a phone or whether it's buying a toaster. I put a lot of time into research process, and and bang for the buck, the 10R appears to be the best uh, for bang for your buck you get it's cheaper than the 10 S I guess it's called or mm-hmm. the that the sort of top end one and also the size of it I had actually was considering going with the plus size mm-hmm. but I'm glad I didn't because this one is actually big quite a bit bigger than the the six and I don't think I would have wanted it to be any bigger like this is like It's a good size, and it with the case on it, it almost feels like it's a plus anyway. And if it was bigger than this, I think it would get tough to throw into a suit pocket or somewhere where it's not, you know, won't fit, or whether it's just going to be too bulky.
1: So that leads into one of our topics. We decided we wanted to talk about um, what is the right age? What what's the appropriate age to allow a child to have a phone? And you said something to the effect that your son is now asking for a phone.
0: Yeah, well, he, w- he was asking for a phone yeah, for a while, for probably since he saw one of his um, cousins get one a uh, couple years back. So it's been on his mind, you know how kids work, they do the math, right? And mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my cousin's getting a phone and they're this age, so I guess I'll get one too. So he had been told already by my wife that he was de- due to get one when he turned 10 and I really didn't know that was the agreement that had been made. In fact, when I saw our, my, my niece get one when she turned 10, I, I was really surprised. I won't, I won't be, I'll be honest. I, I was sh- almost shocked to see a kid of 10 getting a, a smartphone. Right. And it, it, it kind of bothered me. I was like, oh man, like, what are you doing? Like, these kids shouldn't get these things until they're like 14 or 15, shouldn't they? Right,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the expectation had been kind of set a while ago for him, and uh, sort of in the last few months leading up to his birthday, my wife reminded me, yeah, so, well, we've already promised him one, so he's, he's, we can't go back on that. And I was like... (laughs) all right and she was saying well this is the time to educate them on using it responsibly like you know they they've they just this is the thing so i have to say i wasn't too keen on it so he ended up inheriting my old my old six iphone so we didn't buy him a brand new one we we gave Mm -hmm. him my old phone yeah i think he was okay with he was okay with that so we didn't uh, you know have to put up any expense for it other than for me to go get a new phone, which I really I think needed anyway. But so he got his uh he got his own phone. He was handed it to him uh just after the new year, which was actually a couple months after his birthday. But uh it's another it's a topic for another day, but man, have you ever spent time downloading all your stuff off an old phone? Yes. I mean, it took hours it blows yeah i couldn't i, I no, you told me st- i remember yeah
1: it's terrible okay so like like give me, here's what i want to say about um kids and phones I, I don't think that they should have them too early um and i know that uh you know your son who's 10 now has a phone but uh, I'm going to come right out and say, I think that 10 is too young. I, I do. Um, and that's not a criticism against you. It's more of a criticism against your wife. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, no, I, uh, we had this rule with, um, uh, with uh, our kids, and uh, they didn't get a phone until um, it was absolutely necessary. And to me, absolutely necessary is grade 8 and uh, so you're you're 12 turning 13 um and i, I think that that's, that's that's an okay age to have a phone and that's what we went with and so you know my son this year is now getting his phone for the first time and he's excited so it i think yeah. it's it's a good age because i think at that point they've they've got it where uh they they kind of do need it it's there's a little bit of social pressure plus there's also you know you're 13 I kinda wanna know where you are even though you want your independence and you wanna hang out with your friends and stuff I still wanna know I that I can get a hold of you um so now we do have a younger son and that younger son also has a phone but the reason why he has a phone is because he has to leave for school in the morning uh, by himself and also Mm. uh, come home by himself the school is literally you know you walk out of our front door down uh, a street and across a field and the school's right there like it's literally a like a five-minute walk literally um there's that safety aspect that you want and and if that's the case with your son then i completely support it but um yeah and uh, that's that's my thought
0: yeah i think it's um it's a it's a factor here 'Cause um it kind of goes back to one of the things I was thinking of. Is it about is it really about the age of the kid or is it about the circumstances? Completely the circumstances. Yeah. So for you, you might would you backtrack then on your statement about ten being too young if the circumstances were yes. the right circumstances?
1: Yes, I would, for sure. Yeah. Circumstances well, circumstance dictates everything in almost every situation, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And our kids are, so they walk, normally I walk them to the bus stop, which is about five minutes from our house. But the, when they take the late bus home, the stop is considerably farther. It's about a 20, 15 minute walk. And it's usually in the dark at night because it gets dark at like 10 to five right now, the sunset. So around six sometimes they're coming back. We try to meet them whenever we can. So um look, could they survive without the phone? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. It's it there is that social peer pressure thing which Is that um, at 10 though? Like are you, is I don't
1: know. Is your son getting that or
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, was your son getting it and I would imagine at 8, not at, at grade eight, eight, 8. No, no, not at 10. Um I don't know. Now he's had an iPad for A couple of years, they actually require part of the curriculum is that the kids have, they use iPads for learning, allowed him a screen, if you will. Like that's the thing, right? These kids have screens in their faces, which annoys me in a lot of ways. And then it's also had me look at myself and how I'm, how I've got a screen in my face probably a lot more than I would, I should.
1: All the time.
0: You know, smartphones have become, like, I get critical of it, and then I have to stop and think, well, wait, okay, what do you use your smartphone for? It's it's not just for texting anymore. It's for things like uh, mapping, maps, looking up a place, how to get somewhere. It's for a calendar. It's for going on the Internet and researching something. Yes, it, there's games on it. Uh, yeah,
1: so- it's also for looking up inappropriate things when you're uh, on the <laughs> toilet and... Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot. I mean it's every. it's thing it's things like don't forget to take your your pill. It's a stopwatch. It's a clock. It's a it's clock. It's a
1: clock. Right. It's my yeah, absolutely. Like what time it's, is it? Oh. It's my alarm.
0: What time is it? Oh, yep. there's a new notification. Let's see what it says. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like that's the that's the problem and there's actually i was reading a great book by a guy named Cal Newport he wrote a book called he's written a few but one called deep work which i'm such a fan of you've mentioned this before yeah and he said it's a billion dollar industry how to get people to pick up their phone and go inside a, an app or get you know draw their attention to something on facebook it's a billion dollar industry the science that goes behind the behavioral science the psychology of getting someone to look at their phone that that is the that is the goal of every app maker oh social sure. media is absolutely how do i make yeah. this app pretty and enticing yep. to open so that advertisers can get this guy's attention
1: yep and I was thinking about this the other day. I was actually at my computer, and I do this every single day, Clark. I sit at my computer, and I have I have a, a docking station for my computer, and I have two screens, one on the left, one on the right. And, I mean, I can drag stuff in between. And it's perfect because of the job that I have, I need two screens. I need to see multiple screens open at, all at the same time. So, um but the the weird thing is, one of the things that's almost always open is my email on one screen, and occasionally I will pick up my phone and click on my email. I don't even know what that's about. Like, mm. why do I do that? Yeah. Right. But it, it's that habit. It's that that need to pick up your phone. Yeah. And uh, I recently just got rid of a bunch of different apps on my phone that I found that I was checking too much and I don't need anymore. Yeah. And um, like what? Well, I got rid of Facebook. I got rid of Twitter, um, and I and I thought, you know what? I don't need these anymore. I, I don't need to be a part of this this plat like that platform, that whole you know social media arena. Uh, I I am still. I have other ones, but um, and specifically LinkedIn, but mostly because it's a business app for me. Like it's it's an important app for me to have. So. But the, the, like, it's the idea that I have a computer with two screens and I'm still checking my phone. I, I, I could just click on a computer that's right in front of me with two giant screens that are way bigger than my phone. And yet I still have this habitual, uh, need to pick up my phone and just check, just, just check it. I don't know. Maybe I missed something, right? FOMO. So yeah.
0: <laughs> FOMO. You know what it means, right?
1: No, what does it mean?
0: Oh, FOMO stands for Fear of Missing Out.
1: Ah, that's what it is. Yes, yes. Yep. So,
0: anyway. It's a current plague, um, the FOMO effect. That's exactly what what it boils down to, is people's fear they're missing out on something. And again, that's what the app makers and these behavioral scientists are, are all... That's all part of the big equation is... Is what is uh, how to make this person feel like they're missing out if they don't do this behavior, this thing they want you to do.
1: Right. Okay. And and so, how do we teach our kids as they enter this age? Like, you know, how do you teach your ten-year-old or your twelve-year-old or your thirteen-year-old or your fifteen-year-old not to partake in that? I don't know that it's even possible. I think that the whole idea of having a phone eventually sucks you into that. Yeah. So you know, and then and then we were talking about the maturity level of 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 each individual child. Like every kid is going to be different. Every kid, uh, maybe the situation dictates that they have a phone, but maybe the maturity level is going to make it the having the phone problematic. Now, yeah. What do you do? That's a bit of a you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like a double edged sword.
0: That's why I wanted to make sure we talked about the ground rules. Is um. What I know that you have talked to me before, you have ground rules around the phone, well, certainly with your daughter. This was a couple of years ago, I think you first mentioned it. You have ground rules, right?
1: We do. Yeah, we have ground rules for all electronics. And uh, all electronics have to remain on the main floor and in either in the living room, the kitchen, or the dining room. So somewhere where there's lots of traffic, Right. And part of that is because we want to make sure that, I mean, in in this day and age, a lot of homework revolves around technology, having a laptop, Mm -hmm. having an iPad, having notes that you took on your iPhone or something like that. Yep. Or your Samsung or whatever device. So we want to make sure that they're still actually doing their homework and not, you know, surfing the web or, you know, watching a show on Netflix or whatever it is. That's one of the reasons, but the other reason is for obvious reasons, we don't want them to go down some crazy rabbit trail and find some inappropriate material and Maybe this isn't so much of a concern for women, although I know that women can get uh on those rabbit trails too, but I think especially that you know we've got two boys, and um you know boys are maybe more apt to sort of like take that rabbit trail down you know, some inappropriate material. Right. And, um, we want to make sure that no technology is allowed upstairs in a private area. And, uh, that's one of the main ground rules that we have. The other ground rule that we have a couple of other ground rules that we have is that you can't bring cell phones or any technology to the table when we're eating, um, not necessary. And, uh, you can take a break. Take a break, man. Take a break for half an hour. Yep. Right while we're eating. Chat. Tell me about your day. All that kind of stuff. And then the third ground rule is there's a um a buffering period, a, a time period before you go to bed where you have to put everything down and and sort of shut down. So I mean the science will tell you that you need that um that period of time to sort of slow down get that blue light that computers and TV screens and um, phones emit get it out of your brain it's like stop your eyes from looking at it so that you can shut down allow that serotonin to sort of kick in so you can wait is it serotonin no is is that Mel- melatonin makes Mel- sure sleep melatonin here. sorry yeah so allow the melatonin to sort of kick in and uh, go to sleep and i can tell you right now for a fact i've watched our kids Get on an iPad or be playing video games until like 10 o'clock at night, okay, on a weekend or something like that. And then it's like, okay, boys, you know, maybe we have company over or something like that. And it's like, all right, boys, it's time to go to bed. And then they can't get to sleep. Like they stare at the ceiling and they're like, I can't get to bed. I can't get to sleep. You need that time to wind down.
0: Yeah, we're um, so I like all your ground rules. Do you have any more? Are those kind of the three main ones?
1: Those are the three main ones. For sure, I'm trying to think if there are others. I'm sure there are.
0: What about things like? Do your kids get f- FaceTime calls like just out of the blue? Like some kid will call like on and try to and FaceTime with with like a friend. Like will a friend call one of your kids and try to FaceTime with them?
1: Yes, yep, and that's fine. We don't care if it's random. It's like a phone call. I mean, think about when you you know if you rewound the clock and it's two o'clock in the afternoon on a on a Sunday and a friend calls you would answer the phone. It's the exact same way. So if the phone is, you know, if their phone is ringing on that FaceTime ring and, you know, uh, you know, they get up and they check the phone and they're like, Oh, it's, uh, it's Johnny or it's, uh, whatever, whoever they'll pick the phone up I and mean, we don't have a problem with that. It's, it's great, but we can all hear the conversation. So, yeah, you know, and, and they don't mind. Nobody cares. We all say, hi, we'll go over and say, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And they're like, Hey, you know,
0: but well, so we after giving Eric his his phone, he he received a FaceTime call. Like after the first couple days, one came in, and I was like, okay. And uh, I, he answers it, and it's it's one of his school friends. And I, my my brain started t- turning a bit. I said, you know, wait a sec. Like and then he's walking around the the room with it, and I'm thinking, okay, whoever this is is seeing our cluttered kitchen and our our messy <laughs> living room and i said like yeah. heaven forbid like one of us is like you know half naked or something and he's got this phone going shouldn't uh, we think yeah, about yeah. like a little bit of a ground rule around accepting these phone calls like you know the the, the the first the first few things like messy kitchen or whatever is not really a huge deal but like yeah what if someone's not Dressed or something like, so it's just one of those things that you're like, okay, there's uh, this is this is the new the new thing now. Like,
1: <laughs> well, do you have are, do you have a habit of walking around on your main floor with uh, no clothes on and in front of all your kids and your
0: wife? <laughs> 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 no, I don't. But okay, I. I don't know, maybe he picks this call up when he's near the bathroom or something or like somebody's coming out of like the shower and he's in the air. I mean actually one very good thing that will prevent this is we have horrible Wi-Fi on, their, on our bottom floor which is uh, where where the shower is and where my bedroom or my wife and I's bedroom is. So in a way there's it almost couldn't happen but it's just something to think about. Like you know maybe a quick walk through and a bra to get some clothing that was hanging. Yeah, it's hanging. good
1: to have some yeah, it's good to have some rules like that so, in place for sure.
0: So it it was it's not there was no incident but it just got my mind thinking well you know like if anything from whether it's a a messy messy room or even just do i really want somebody seeing me and i don't know what's happening or i didn't really have any choice in the matter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I understand. One one question I wanted to ask you: Do you use any type of tracking software, like like that, like you can you can track usage of the phones now if you put the kids on these family share sort of things? And you can yes, you can monitor. we have a family
1: share plan. Yep, yeah. I can di- I can disable their data. Um, what I like most about it is that I can see where they are, and I I don't do it to be like an over controlling father, but it's nice when Um, you know, like, like we, we come from a split family. So when the kids are traveling from me to their mother, their biological mother or the other way, I can see how far away they are and I can prepare. Like, so for instance, if I need to pick them up at, my kids are a little bit older. So if I need to pick them up at the train station or, uh, if I need to pick them up, uh, you know, at uh, my daughter does dance, if I need to pick them up there, or my son who plays hockey at an arena, I can tell how far they are away and I can say, okay, now I need to leave so that I can be there on time. And then the other thing is too, if I'm worried about them, I can always say, well, I've sent someone a text, but I haven't heard any replies in, you know, like the last half an hour. Maybe I should just find out if, if everything's okay. Are they, you know, where are they? Yeah. So that's good. I like that. But but what I really like the most is that I get these alerts or these notifications. I have set it so that once they get, we have a data plan that has a um, an amount, right? That's shared between all of us, and I have been able to put like a limit on each of us so that when it gets to that spot, say it's three gigs or whatever it is, when they get there, I get a notification that says so and so has reached three gigs uh of the plan and uh what do you want to do do you want to shut him down or do you want to continue what do you want to do and then I'll go and see like I'll go to that that child and say hey what what are you doing that's that's using all your data so it's nice it's good to have that kind of control
0: so a uh, question on that is that control of the of that like uh, I actually think that's quite interesting about the ability to be alerted about the data does that come from the cell phone or the sim card provider, or does that come from the software
1: it comes from the um comes from the data provider like uh in this case it's Rogers,
0: yeah, okay we used to get them for internet use like it would say you're at like eighty gigs or something of your right. 100 hundred and hundred gig plan you're at seventy percent or eighty percent you will the next time you'll hear from us will be <laughs> what are you watching? I've <laughs> never had that uh, yeah ne- what are you- wa- <laughs> Netflix. All Netflix. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I be, before we move on, I wanted to also—I just wanted to backtrack on one or two things here, uh, not so yeah. much related to the phone usage, but Facebook, Twitter, social media in general. I have followed uh, your what you have done as well. I've—I've I've decided to back out of Facebook. Twitter. I'm not completely exiting it. I Twitter. Yes, Twitter's. I've never been a Twitter guy, and I've never. Twitter's silly. It's it's silly. It's silly, and it's also the source of most negativity. I think that that I get exposed to. So for me, Twitter was. I was never really invested in it, and it's another sort of platform that. If I'm going to be invested, it's going to take my time to be. So I I said, you know what? I'm out on Twitter. I'm just going to delete it. I didn't delete my account, but I deleted any... I don't have any of the apps installed on my phone or on my, my iPad or anywhere. So Twitter's done. Facebook is going to be... It's off my iPad. I don't know if I ever had it actually on my iPad. I think I did, and I deleted it. It's on my phone because I will probably use it to post some stuff... We we do use Facebook, be, given the geographical distance and the time zone difference, it is a way that mm. family does track or keep an eye on what we're up to. Not keep an eye, that sounds bad, but it's a way to keep in touch with, with family and friends. And I, one of the things that Cal Newport talks about in his deep workbook is something called the any benefit principle that so, so often we just look at things and we say well is there any benefit to using it because if there is then i i should probably use it or it's justification for using it and when yeah. I, when i use you that you mentioned that yeah and so he says he says use Think about the tools that you are using. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be social media, but social media is a perfect example. Think about the, t- the tools that you use. Well, first of all, think about what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish, whether it's at work or in pers- your personal life. And then look at the tools you use and-, and ask yourself, how does it tie back to that? So if keeping in touch with friends and family is important and that's your justification for using Facebook – and there's more and it really has some substance to it then maybe it's okay to continue continue using it but when i but we often fall into that any benefit trap which is oh well instagram's a place i could put the odd cool little thing i see in tokyo so I'll, i can post it to instagram well okay is that worth is that worth the attention required to go into that app to post the photo to then get pulled into other photos and other things like advertising that draw your attention away, is it worth that? Is it worth it? So for me, I've decided from business, for a business, from a business perspective, LinkedIn, I am going to use it as my social media for business because I look at it as a way to stay in touch. Given that I'm here in Canada, or sorry, here in Tokyo, and i'm away from my old business community i'm using linkedin to keep me in in the loop cuz linkedin is actually not really used that much i love linkedin yeah, yeah. linkedin's not really a big thing in in uh, certainly not in japan but in asia in general it's i think it's becoming more popular in other parts of asia i don't not in china not in japan so the things I get out of LinkedIn, there are more than there's more than one benefit. There is connectivity to my my network back home, my business network, so that I'm. I mean, I've posted a few things in there where I've had comments coming from people back home, like, "Oh, that's an interesting article," or "That's a cool event that you attended. How's it going?" You know, and it's, it's a way for me to keep in touch with people I, I <laughs> used to work yeah, with yeah. or. So, um, and then I, so yeah, that's, that's keeping in touch. And also it's a great way. I love looking people up that I might not know yet and want to meet or am meeting. And it's a big thing when you can, if you are, if you're going to meet someone you've never met before, I find it's a huge advantage to be able to pull up their LinkedIn. And if they're open, because sometimes they kind of go into sort of a, only certain people can see me mode, or if they're like let more than a third or more than a second contact away from you, you can't always see much detail. Like I think if, yeah, if yeah. they're third or further down, you won't be able to see. But for me, when I can pull up, usually if it's a contact of a contact or at least only one space removed, I love being able to go to a business meeting knowing what someone looks like. It, it to me, I find it's, it just takes that noise away. Big
1: time. I wanted to get to a couple of items that I thought were pretty funny. Um, Something I came across recently was that um, Paris... Okay, we, we had – the French, for some reason, have a bunch of weird things. We talked about this before where they had these urine ur, – what would you call them? A urinoir? Urinoir. It's like a ur, yeah a urinal that's in the middle of a park so that guys don't urinate on trees yes. or in the bushes. They can actually walk up to this urinal. Okay, so um, I think that was on our first or second podcast, but they recently just closed a restaurant. Uh, it was Paris's first nude restaurant – Hmm. So, you know, I mean, ideally you would walk in and I, I don't know if you, I, I guess you'd probably walk in and disrobe and then sit down and eat. Um, but apparently they closed for lack of business. Now, I can't imagine why you would have no business in a nude restaurant. <laughs> That's, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I see your face. You're just about to die. No,
0: I wasn't sure if you had something coming like after that statement cuz you said i can't see any reason why you wouldn't have business in a nude restaurant i think is what you said
1: well let's talk about the whole idea that first of all a lot of people aren't comfortable with nudity um in public i mean i'm completely comfortable with getting <laughs> naked in front of my wife that's a completely different story she actually encourages that <laughs> but um you know I don't think I'm going to show up to a restaurant uh, with a bunch of strangers and uh, you know, oh, excuse me, sir, you have to take your clothes off to eat here. Um, Well, (laughs) that's not.
0: You know, I would I would think a couple things here. So I would I would think that you would hope, and I it's hard to know without seeing the what the restaurant looks like, like the front of the restaurant or how it presents itself. Like, is it abundantly clear when you look? You know, it's like the menu posted outside, you know, <laughs> oh, where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, let's look at the menu and decide do we want to go in here? Is it abundantly clear that this is a nude restaurant? Like one where people Wait, will like, be the disrobing? windows
1: are, you can see in?
0: Yeah. And, and like, do you know, and did they say what the name of the restaurant was?
1: Uh, Let me see. Hold on. I got to find the. Uh, um. So while
0: you're looking for that, so my thinking is if it's not abundantly clear Au oh
1: naturel oh it's called oh naturel
0: oh that's that's original Hmm. okay so the name gives Very. you gives you a sense that there's something up in terms of you know that's something you that that's a potential alert okay oh yep. naturel interesting name for a restaurant so then let's assume you go into that restaurant you're making the choice to go in and I'd be interested to know how much of the traffic was walk-by and how much of it was like, you know, you knew about it going in. I would have... I would
1: imagine you probably would have had to make a um, a reservation.
0: I expect that walk-by traffic for this place was probably minimal. This was probably... Pretty
1: weak. A week showing.
0: Yeah, I think walk by. Probably less likely. This would have been premeditated to go to a restaurant such as this. So would you
1: do that on a date? Well, you wouldn't do that on a first date.
0: See, here's what I'm imagining. I'll come back to that in a sec. When you originally said, like, what did you say? You said, can you imagine, like, would you go in a restaurant like this, or why wouldn't, why would, or would not a restaurant survive? I mean. Do I really want to sit in a restaurant naked and look around and see a bunch of people that are naked while I'm eating?
1: No, no. I mean, I would think there are like hygienic issues to deal with as well. Yeah. Like you're sitting on a chair, I'm imagining, right? Um, I'm (laughs) I'm hoping that the person. (laughs) Yes. Is it a plastic chair that they can spray down afterward? Or is this like a fabric chair that would, you know, how's the stink of someone else's Ugh. body right like you know <laughs> and not everybody's as clean as you and i or you know other people right so there are people out there that just don't take care of themselves and
0: uh on the surface the the appeal of this is 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 zero for me <laughs> um that's one yeah i'm with that's you. one comment the other comment is there is a whole culture around this, as you know. I mean, there are nude beaches, there's nude resorts, and
1: um, that's the that's the those are the people that it would. Uh, I think to. so,
0: yeah. And and so when you go to places like that, some of most of the time it's I depends, I guess, but there isn't really a sexual element to it. It's it's more just about feeling free and liberated and not being judged by
1: uh, I feel free and liberated when I have no clothes on but I can almost guarantee you no matter what there is a sexual element to it for me so i I don't know I don't underst I don't understand that I don't understand that mentality but I guess that's just not me if I showed up and I was at a, a nude resort of some kind i I don't think... Unless it was full of a bunch of terribly unattractive people with horrible, or no, I shouldn't say horrible because that's pretty criti- thats pretty critical. Um, but you know, bodies that maybe did, didn't really appeal to me. Unless it was full of those types of people, there would be a sexual element to yeah. me.
0: But I think that's the problem for me—not problem, again, wrong word. But I think a lot of those places—that <laughs> is what it is. It is a—it's a, average people that go to nude beaches it's it's not it's it's not it's it's a mix. So if you think about a restaurant you go into and just imagine the people in it just all being naked, you know, there might be one or two people in the restaurant that are attractive and the rest are just going to be either not attractive or so it, for me the whole the, yeah, my enough. issue with it is I've never found a, an appeal necessarily in the whole nude beach scene or Going to one because to me there's this culture behind it that is not something I have interest in. Like I don't, I don't have any kind of thing that says I want to go and disrobe and walk around and be free among lots of other human beings. There's, there isn't. I have, I don't have that that element, and I think that is what a lot of nude beaches are about: is disrobing. That's a
1: turn on for some people. Big time. But
0: turn on implies sexual turn on. And I think there's poss- there's some of that, but I think there's also just a, for me, it implies sexual when you say turn on. But you could just mean that that mm-hmm. just is something that... I'm with you. Like going and having a railroad, model railroading hobby is a, is a turn on for some people, but um, <laughs> um, in a non-sexual way, I, I hope. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... To me, there's a culture around the the nude scene and and without knowing more about this restaurant this this could have simply been a place where other nude like was it was it and you may not know but was it a was the intent of this place to be kind of uh what's the word F- like fad a fad in a sense not a fad but a like like where you yeah, show I, up I and you go would. oh this is kind of interesting. We are we have we disrobe in this restaurant. All right, let's let's give that a try. I I just ha- It's a niche market. Yeah, no and way. I have a feeling it wasn't that uh, like I we were out last night with a couple of friends and we were kind of restaurant browsing and figuring out where to have br- where to have dinner and I just I don't see Did that come up in the conversation? <laughs> no, I, I wish I'd known about that. <laughs> but I just don't see people like we were last night looking for a particular cuisine and then a particular place to have some some beverages in that we would look at it and say regardless of of whether or not we we thought the nude scene was something we wanted i just don't see looking at something like that and saying oh in this restaurant they have steak and they have uh, it's it looks like it's an italian menu and oh and we we disrobe want to try it I just don't see that.
1: That's an awkward conversation. Yeah. There's uh, another funny article that I saw where this guy threatened to um, uh, disrobe in a restaurant. He he th- he threatened to kill his neighbor with kindness. Mm. Okay. God. Kindness. Yeah. Um, what he failed to mention was that kindness was the name of his machete. Sounds like Sling Blade. Needless to say. Uh, yeah, this man was arrested, and uh, but I mean, you know, could you imagine your neighbor knocks on your door? You know, you're being unruly. You're having a party. Maybe you've got a barbecue in the backyard, and your neighbor comes over and says, "Hey, listen, if you don't shut up, I'm gonna kill you with kindness," and then walks away. But right? he doesn't doesn't let you know that kindness is the name of his machete.
0: That's that's diabolical.
1: Very diabolical.